perspective thrill me thanks for joining us again another episode and another episode without Gibbo again tonight uh, he's had to beg off because it's a long weekend he's finally snapped <laughs> no, 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 he hasn't snapped. April Fool's Day was it yeah <laughs> what yeah what he's begging for a bit of fucking trash yeah, he no. really wants he's some trash he's begging for some Stallone yeah. <laughs> well true he is begging for some Stallone he is look before we get on to our film this week which is The Strangers from 2008 let's do a quick round the table Maddie, quick I'm halfway through Spring Springsteen on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Loving loving him telling stories. He's, yeah. he's obviously uh, gone up in my books over the years, so loving that. Obviously, uh, one of the great memories of our lifetime was running across the bridge to Wrecking Ball <laughs> and we were late for the concert. <laughs> you were late for the We were late, late for the boss. <laughs> we were late for the boss and we, we were steaming finishing across. Finishing yeah, finishing a couple that of That is we were, unacceptable. Yeah, we were steaming no, across the bridges. We still got two hours and 45 yeah, minutes worth with the boss. boss. It's not that bad. In yeah. fact, by the end of it, you couldn't wait for him to get off. My ass was numb, that was for sure. <laughs> but yeah, we were running across the railway bridge and we can hear this. Bring on your wrecking ball. And we're all, shit, that's him. <laughs> um, yeah, he must have just told the get the, the warm up act to get off. He's like, I want to be out here before yeah. 12. Oh, I need three to three and a half hours to get your ass off. <laughs> I watch, I'm still in the office. I'm, I'm almost done with the eighth season. I watched almost a season of that. Yep. A lot of episodes. But yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm still loving it. It's ridiculously funny. So. The, um, some of the, I feel like it's a lot of it's repeated ground now. Yeah. And they they could have done better by it. Have they? Has they've got to sub some people in and out. Has Watsy moved on? Michael yeah, Scott? yeah, yeah, yeah. Has so he been replaced by Bob California or whatever? Yeah, he's yeah, he's about. awesome. <laughs> they sort of went away from him being the hypnotist with every time he speaks though, and he's just like watching things and laughing now. Like it's pretty, still pretty good. But um, yeah, there's some, some always good actors in that, so I love it. Catfish has been on in the background a little bit. I still, I still don't understand how this happens. To people. I just don't get it. Yeah, 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 ask for um, a picture, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've got to do some miles to convince me that you're the rock. <laughs> I'm automatically on the back foot if I get a text saying, oh. "Hey, it's the rock here." But then, yeah, yeah. My response is, "Look, I'll just refinance my home." <laughs> with an episode of Forensic Files where the guy's pretended that he's been sleepwalking and killed his wife. I'm like, oh my God. What is wrong with people? I'll tell you what. That's a double whammy if I've ever heard it. And probably all of these problems would have been solved if people were sitting around watching Cannonball Run like I did. Oh, oh classic. Yeah, Absolutely amazing. I love that movie. Sammy Davis. Oh, yeah. Martin, anyway. We were dressed yeah. up as priests. Yeah. Wasn't that oh, one of your dad's favourites? Yeah. yeah. Dad used to love Dad's got it on DVD. I, I laughed that the, the weird doctor with the, <laughs> yeah. oh, with the wonky this. eyes and the giant. Is. <laughs> it's like giving himself <laughs> syringes to... <laughs> Make himself feel alright. <laughs> I also love so Roger Moore's form. Oh, I'm yeah, Roger amazing. Moore. And the bike goes, who? Amazing. So good. Back, I love it. Back. I laugh throughout the whole thing. So can we expect Jackie that, Chan? Uh, Jackie Chan's so good. Can it, we too. expect that you'll have watched Smoking the Bandit by next week? Then? <laughs> uh, that's also a classic. Another classic. I haven't seen that. Yeah, Smoking the Bandit. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. it. What that's a way to end. Cannibal run. <laughs> Makes me want to go and watch it right now. <laughs> so good. Okay, Jared, what do you got? <clears throat> All right, so I finished up Game of Thrones. 
I hear um, it was a bit of a whimper. The old game as well. Oh yeah, yeah. There was problems. There was there was issues. Do you have, have you signed the petition to have the entire eight no, season redone? <laughs> I'm not one of those people. I just when it comes to things like this, I just accept it and move on. <laughs> I don't. Um, I love the fact they're putting a petition together for a season that probably cost the, the studio over a hundred million dollars. I like expect um, someone to go. Yeah, okay, we'll redo it all. I, I believe that Kit Harrington's also basically said in no uncertain terms, "You can fuck off." the <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he said, "Look, you might be happy with it, but we busted our ass. We're months making that. <laughs> We're not doing it again." Yeah, look, it wasn't it wasn't great, but but you know, you accept it and move on to the next show that's going to finish with a whip. <laughs> <laughs> what we do in the shadows, more of that. Funny. Honestly, Love it's it. it's absolutely. I need to it's see just this, piss funny. But I, I watched the episode with the vampire council. Fucking hilarious. Wesley Snipes is. He's Skyping in, and they keep going on about, oh, Wesley, he walks in the daytime. He's only half vampire. He can't have a full vote on this. And, um, and Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine Clement came back as their characters, and they're on the council. They had Tilda Swinton, Evan Rachel Wood. They keep referring to Rob, and they say, where's Rob? Oh, he's up sparkling somewhere else. In the <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. Really good. And it's got, it's, it had a gag in this week's episode that I've been laughing for an, a week about. Honestly, they, that one of the vampires is trying to apply for citizenship. That he's talking about how he tried to do it in 1992 because he became enamoured with the Dream Team. His USA pride was through the roof, and then you see, he sees him with his little basketball jerseys, and he's like, "This is what I call my slams on." And all this shit. And then his his little helper goes to him, "Why didn't you finish it in 1992?" And he comes back with, "Well, the Macarena swept the nation, and I had no time for anything else." <laughs> This is the show's just got me in stitches constantly. So, and Matt Berry, I've never seen anyone that can make me laugh so much just by dropping a swear word into yeah. like a random scene. Berry's got all these pompous kind of, and then he'll just go, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, I'm just in stitches. I don't know why, but yeah, it's uh, it's that a cracker. voice, that voice, it's gold. Yeah, it's a cracker. I watched the whole season of The Haunting of Hill House, or finished finished it off. I was a big cool. fan. I don't know really what this is. Fan. What is it? So it's Mike on, Flanagan. It's on Netflix. So Mike Flanagan, who's the guy that's that's done Gerald's Game, and yep. he did Hush yep. as well mm. on there. And I think he's what's he doing? He's now? doing he's the, another Stephen the King new one. Stephen King. I uh, can't remember which one I will use now. But yeah, he's he's got a really good style. Like the way that he directed it was super creepy. He just kept uh, using those long lingering shots. And sometimes he would show you what was there. It wasn't like it wasn't full of jump scares. He would show you what was there, but he would just linger on it, and and or he'd pan somewhere, and then he'd pan back, and a statue's yeah. head will have turned around, and yeah. like it was super creepy. Um, I was really happy with it overall. I think you know some people I've spoken to weren't real pleased with the ending. It was it was pretty talky and not a lot of kind of action going on at the end, but it, it sort of ended up where you were going. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Very worthwhile if you haven't seen it. I watched uh, Annihilation as oh, well yeah? on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Is that good? good things about that? Yeah, it's got some really, really cool elements to it. To be a hundred percent honest, I don't think I wrapped my head around it fully because I kept falling asleep when I was watching it. <laughs> so I had to break it up over about five sessions. Okay. I get two minutes in and then I just. I'd be out so I'm like oh shit so I think I better watch it again to really kind of wrap my head around but it, again it had some really creepy stuff going on 
I would have a look at it. I started watching the new season of Slasher, as did you, Adam. I, I finished. I watched the entire season. Look, I'm halfway through. I'm halfway through. I'm not nah. impressed. Nah. Some of the characters are just absolute... Everyone. Like, they're paper thin. They're just abhorrent people. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to get behind. I like the idea. I like the idea that... You know, this guy from the apartment block was killed and everyone had had their kind of interactions. Yeah. And in a way, they had their little, dirty little secrets to do with this guy. But you just asked and to invest... And now they're being punished or whatever. Yeah, like you just asked to invest so much time with people that you sh- you, it's just but, a waste of time. But riddle me this. Who's, who's, who are you supposed to get behind? I couldn't get behind anyone. Like, I was just sitting there watching it going... I don't really know who we're supposed to be associating yeah. with. Yeah, early on, early on in the episodes that I've seen, it's obviously the high school girls. Yeah, the two high school but, girls. But but again, but, because you cut around so much, and I mean it'll probably all become apparent near the end. But I tell you what, though, it is probably the most violent television show I've ever seen. Mm. I mean, it it's is trying to make up for it. Absolutely it non-stop. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen someone have their head cut off. And it shows the entire thing, yeah. like, you know, the old days of cutting away because they had to then put a fake head in place. Yeah, yeah. This was done all right there in camera. All the blows hit him in the neck, and it's, you know, three or four The unrealistic than Highlander? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and then, yeah, that more, also... more realistic Spanish, Spanish names. <laughs> <laughs> but they also ramp up the sex, too. Like, it's, it's got yeah, that's more okay. sex. And we, can, we can live with that. <laughs> no, but, but there's more sex and there's more violence to cover up the fact that it's yeah, pretty... You know cool. what? The violence, too, like, having seen that exact scene that you're talking about and some of the other ones in there, it doesn't make it any better. No. It, it doesn't... There's, no, there's right? not, there's not the as top. much... Yeah, over the top. There's not as much craft to it. It's like, if you make good characters... I care that they get killed. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I care for them. And quite frankly, they're running at a fairly heavy clip. Yeah, you know, people getting killed every everywhere. Yes, <laughs> I do like the one thing I do like is that they bring back people each season. Yeah, I don't know why it's, it seems Actors like a really cool like, yeah. because they're different stories, but the same. Like season one and two had some similar actors. Yeah. Some have crossed over from one and three. Some have crossed over from two and three. So yeah. I kind of like that. Looking back on it, and I said this to my wife, the best season was actually the second one for me because it yeah. felt like a slasher film. It was set in a I slasher actually, campground. I, yeah, I actually liked the first one, but the second season was where it, it ramped up some of the gore. Yeah. And it was more impressive. I think it was better done in the second yeah. season. The first season was the one I remember more fondly for the storyline, even though I picked... That no, but the storyline in the first one was better played out. Yeah. The second one also had its problems, but I loved the campground, the snowy campground is a great place to have... Because it's classic slasher movie location. Unfortunately, though, it suffered from some of the same bullshit of characters that you just... Yeah, hated. (laughs) Didn't need them to be there. There seems to be a real want for that in these sort of movies. The problem is... Really abhorrent characters that no one likes. The problem is when you've got eight episodes and you want... You've got eight episodes, you need some people to knock over. So some of them aren't going to be necessarily all that important, but when you're doing eight or you know six to eight hours of TV, yeah, you've got to have something for them to do. Exactly, and it kind of it's kind of a bit of a weakness to it. Yeah, but honestly, the the, the characters are just cardboard cutouts. The barista, the the high school girl, yeah. the chick that's vlogging is just ah, oh, 
That is just it's a fucking sh- ridiculous. That is the, over the top to the extreme. Yeah. That particular character, the way she talks, the way she goes on about this, he's got to put everything on a block. Like it's just, it was pa- she was painful to watch. Yeah, and she's not dead yet, so I, I might have a few more episodes. Pretty of her gnarly. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on to uh, better things. I got to the cinema a couple of times. I saw I saw John Wick three. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck, I loved it. <laughs> Honestly, did you see there was something the other day that said John Wick in three movies has now killed more people than Michael Jason and Freddy put together, or something like that? But honestly, the first twenty minutes. Um, obviously, if you've seen John Wick one and two, you know at the end of two what's going on. But the the start of part three when he's kind of running around New York trying to get away, he's it's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> and Boban's in that first That's what minutes. I want to see, yeah. Um, Boban gets a real high. Boban gets a touch-up. <laughs> so do a large number of other people. And there's, I mean, it involves horses, motorbikes. Um, it's just, it's fucking all happening. And it's unbelievable. Uh, Mark DeCascos was really good. I really liked him in there as well. Halle Berry was kind of a weird sort of side plot but her scene the action scene with her is also phenomenal so yeah like if you like John Wick 1 and 2 you're not going to be disappointed I wouldn't think it's, it probably doesn't carry some of the weight that the first ones did like it, it, towards the end it's kind of just well, let's just work our way through the fights and, and move on but Hey, that's what I was there for. Yeah, so. That's right. Um, and the other one... Was, he, was he protecting anything? He had the dog in the second one. He has, oh, this time he's just protecting his, himself. Uh, himself. He's just protecting his reputation, I suppose. I don't know. Towing everyone up the ass for naughty minutes. Honestly, though, the guy is... I mean, Keanu is, what, 50, 55, 55 or something? Yeah. He's still going all right for... And, and it's funny that he's just coming out of nowhere as... as King Premier, shit in the action yeah. world here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he proved it with speed, but it was kind of like a Yeah, time. but, you know, speed was that old-style action where he's just, you know, the, the, the cop that's thrown into that situation. Yeah. John Wick, he's just, as you said, he's just killing everybody. He's just giving everyone a touch-up. Like, <laughs> anyone, anyone that happens to cross his path. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was great. And I, also, I also saw Brightburn. Is um, that any good? Because I'm going to see it tomorrow. Yeah, look, I was pretty happy with it. I was pretty happy with it. The The biggest thing for me is if you... Obviously, if you like Superman, you like a bit of horror stuff, you, you're going to enjoy it. Mm. But the thing for me was that knowing that it was ripping off the Superman story also leads to the fact that you kind of know what his powers are. Yeah. So when things are happening later on, there's no kind of shock about mystery. where anything goes. There's no sort of mystery... That being said, it's kind of a natural progression because you, you look at, like, the Man of Steel and it was gritty and, you know, Superman had to do some things that people were like, oh, Superman doesn't do that. Finally, someone just said, fuck it, let's just do the origin story and make him just, you know, he's twisted from the get-go. Mm. So it was awesome to see that. It was just awesome to see that someone put that story on screen. Mm. And there's a little kicker at the end that's fucking, it's great. Yeah, I was I was happy. I'm upset I missed it, Chad. Yeah, yeah. But I got I got woken up at uh, ten o'clock to my little fellow with a blood nose. Oh, very and good. Wiping it all over his face, so it looked like he'd murdered somebody. <laughs> so I got so my own little, my own little taste of horror. Creepy child. I thought you were, I thought you were going to say that you were too busy watching catfish <laughs> and still wondering how did they get caught up in this again. <laughs> so it was probably a good thing I didn't go though. All right, is that everything for you, mate? Yeah, that was me. Yep. Okay. 
I watched. I finished off Mr. Mercedes. Yep. Very good. Not quite as good as a couple of the other series that he's had. I thought Castle Rock. Of the three that I've watched recently, Castle Rock was the best one. Mm. Surprisingly, not actually a King book specifically. Yep. But Mr. Mercedes book, was good. Book, you said last time that the book was the best. He potentially the best book that he's ever written was that. Was that for Mr. Mercedes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was one of his better ones. Recently, so there's high expectations. It was high expectations, and they did change some things that I didn't specifically like mm. about. I mean, it all comes around; it all sort of comes back to the way the book was. But there was just a couple of little changes I didn't particularly think were necessary. They could have just left them as they were. Uh, I watched Surviving R. Kelly. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! Far out. I don't. Want to I won't go into that anymore. I won't Seriously. go into it deeply. But all I'll say is, I cannot believe. That it's taken this long for this to happen to him, considering his rumours and stuff about what he'd been doing have been floating around for from the get go, twenty five years, yeah. and nobody. They're probably trying to pin him for a long time. They so. were, but the did funny he, thing I mean, is, he, the amount of people complicit in letting him off, and yeah. he must yeah. have paid off some people. He did, for yeah. sure. He paid off people. He gave people writing credits and yeah. things like that. Look, the, the, he he got through two court cases. Yeah, that's all you need to know about money and fucking the legal system. Yeah, and it's just it's sad to think the number of people who are complicit in covering it up, and several of them are in the documentary and say as much. Yeah, you know, I wish I hadn't have done this, but yeah, how much money is he making for us? Yeah, we just forget about it. So it was it was difficult. This is not accurate. <laughs> um, obviously, I watched Slasher. A step in the name of love. Um, <laughs> I must admit, I could not stop laughing when they covered the trapped in the closet period. <laughs> I was like, my God, that song was fucking awful. Which one? It was two one part of us. It? it was fucking ten part of us. <laughs> yeah, Red Al covered it too. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I purchased Mr. Mercedes I on DVD, I had to get two for 40 bucks. So I went with uh, the TV show version of SWAT. <laughs> really? The new version of SWAT. Was that all in it? No, no LL. Fuck, mate, you must have looked very hard. Well, I picked up. <laughs> I grabbed it because I thought, all right, yeah, look, this, this might be something that we can be in the white You thought wrong. And I was wrong. The first episode, <laughs> the first episode it's, the problem with it is that it actually does try and touch on some interesting things, but, of course, in classic free-to-air television style... It feels it has to do the, you know, go down the generic the sort of path. Of and it it sees these interesting ideas and then it sort of goes, oh, no, we'll just sort of we'll detour around that. <laughs> we'll go back to we'll just, yeah, we'll cookie cutter it up. Yeah, we'll and just go back to vanilla. And it was just, it was very vanilla. Like Lethal Weapon. Mm. I watched the, I remember watching the first few episodes of Lethal Weapon and just thinking the same thing. Yeah. It's okay, it's well made, the acting's okay, there's a bit of chemistry, but quite frankly, you've seen it a thousand times. If you've watched a cop show, you've seen yeah. it all. See, this is the great thing about, even though you have something like Slasher, yeah. that doesn't quite work out, at least now that Netflix has taken that mm. on board, you can at least go with the angle of, oh, we'll ramp up the gore or we'll do... Yeah, yeah. Because something like The Haunting of Hill House wouldn't have, wouldn't have got... Uh, wouldn't have, wouldn't have, seen wouldn't have on. been done the way it was if it was on television. Like, exactly. And the last one, Jared, I watched Rim of the World. Ah, uh, yes. I have heard very bad things <laughs> about I, Well, look, that. I'm going to say this. Don't worry about this. It, was, it was super derivative. It was picking from tons of better movies. It had 
very bad special effects for a current film. But for some reason, I was enjoying the hell <laughs> I got a heap of laughs at the start. What is it? Well, I don't know. What it's it basically about this group of kids who are at a summer camp called the Rim of the World, mm. and then an alien invasion happens. It's basically the Goonies cool. meets Independence Day. Right. Goonies had a bit of, seemed like it had a bit of attack the block. About yeah, it. The, the, the creature in it. Um, it's on Netflix, mate. You, you've got access to it. The creature, yeah, but the creature in it has mandibles like the Predator and yeah. sees in cloaked vision. Just like the Predator. There's a whole sequence that's exactly the same as the raptors in the kitchen in mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. And even though it had all that, I kind of enjoyed myself. McGee, you were coming around yeah, the big time. You know what? There was a period there where, I mean, I'm buying McGee barrels. <laughs> <laughs> he was a dollar a barrel a while back then. <laughs> now he's about five bucks a barrel. And no, I'm about he's about a dollar fifteen a barrel at the moment. <laughs> I'm buying up. He's about to hit, hit back. Aldi, Aldi wine. Now you're on his woolies. In. <laughs> Look, I, I, I bought up. I bought up after the babysitter, and then I thought, fuck, what am I doing? You I, sold, I sold off while I was on a drop. <laughs> after reading the reviews of Rim of the World, I might have, I might have made the right choice. Yeah, there. what? It, I'm still going to watch it. Look, it had a shitload of problems. Nobody's, but but I, I just went with it. Yeah. And, yeah. and in my mind, it's about okay. You know what this is? I know this is derivative, and I know it's silly. But I immediately got a couple of laughs and I kind of went, oh, I don't go along with this. Yeah, but I mean, you also laughed at Hugh Jackman with testicles on his chin. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing that about that. <laughs> but that was me. All right. All right. Very good. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, here's the trailer for 2008's The Strangers. Who is that? I don't know. Zero home. The Strangers, rated R, starts May 30th. The Strangers from 2008, written and directed by Brian Bertino, who did The Monster, and it was produced by Doug Davidson, who gave us the uh, Taylor Lautner action thriller abduction, uh, Nathan Kahane, who produced Juno, and Roy Lee, who produced it. And it stars Liv Tyler as Kristen McKay, Scott Speedman as James Hoyt. The budget was $10 million and the box office was $82 million worldwide. Now, according to the director, the film is partially based on an incident he experienced as a child. One evening, a stranger came to his door, asked for someone who was not there and left. Later, the bloke found out that other homes in the neighbourhood had been broken into that night. Right. I'm going to start... <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, people, I cannot start with Maddie because he seems to have watched the sequel. I am heartbroken. <laughs> I watched He's the wrong movie. The Strangers Pray at Night. It's probably for the best for the listeners, so I'm going to be a bit quiet during this one. But now, now Maddie, before we get into this, oh, give us good. your thoughts on The Strangers Pray at Night oh, and a score out of better five. All right. So for the sequel. Like, <laughs> we can make this a double point, right? That's uh, advertised by. But the, um, uh, so I gave it. I gave that one probably about a one and a half. The, it's got. It starts out all right. You've got good music, good nighting, good clean eighties music um, playing, and then they 
they stop it. You've got a shot in the street and you're like, oh, something creepy's going on here. And But then it descends into just this horrible murder porn where the people that are getting killed are defenseless. It's not... They've got no hope, which sort of takes away the whole slasher thing and just turns it into a glorifying murder. So um, I didn't like it. Three three of the main kills are like that. Yeah. And just like, I, I don't... I'm not enjoying this. But it, it finishes on a high note. Look at how we're enriching your life. For yeah. <laughs> watch these movies. This is, this is probably one of the most useless ones I've ever watched. But You're wallowing in fucking misery. I switched on. I've got a lot of words with friends in it while I watch this one. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's basically... You can avoid it. And so the sequel's also... It's just, it's just, yeah, it's got these, like, two-dimensional characters that sort of don't really fit together and... I'm hoping that uh, listening to you blokes talk about the first one will reinstill some faith in slash movies for me. <laughs> uh, all right, Jared, thoughts, mate? Okay, so I chucked this one out there because I was thinking I remember really liking this and feeling it was probably a little bit underrated. Going back to it, it's properly rated. It's not a classic by any stretch, but it does a couple of things really well. It nails the creepy kind of tone it's going for. The look of it is really good. Like, they saturated in this kind of orangey sort of... Um, they start it with the sun going down, but then when they get back to the house at, 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 in, the dar- in the dark, the house's lights are all orangey and stuff. I just kind of like the way that it looked... The premise is really scary in the sense that you just think about, you know, fuck, when you shut the door at night, are you really that safe? And, yeah. and thinking of thinking about it that way. But it's got a couple of things that, that really, looking back, don't work all that well. I'd probably go... I settled on a three, but I was pretty close to a two and a half at some points. Yeah, I, I also was close to a two and a half, and I went with three. It's... It, look... It rings quite a bit of suspense out of that kind of premise, Mm -hmm. which, as you just pointed out, it is very scary to think of. And that sort of stuff has happened in real life. So it it, it gets a lot out of that. And for a while, the characters do what you would do. Mm. They make good choices. But then we hit about the 50-minute mark and they just start making the dumbest choices imaginable... And which, what I think is to stretch the film to 80-minute running time. Looking back on it, I feel it would have been better as a short film, to be honest. But it does have enough going for it to make it watchable. Like, I was mm. happy enough to watch it and felt, yeah, look, it was a solid three. Yeah. To start with the likes, yeah, isolated farmhouse, miles from nowhere, no one else around. Mm. Bring them in, cut them off. Yep. Ensure that they can't just run next door. Yeah, I love the opening shots too, like setting that up, how it seems to be going from suburbia. You get a couple of shots of houses that look like they're kind of in suburbia with the sun just going down, mm. and gradually you go to these different shots of other houses that look kind of more spread out and the sun's gone down a bit more until you get to the rural. Yeah. It only takes about 20 seconds, but you go through that. That, it was just a nice little setup to open it. It gives you in those shots, you kind of get the get the sense that okay, this is where we are. Mm. I really like that. And to me, the big kicker is the idea that three random people turn up to your home in the middle of the night, knock on your door, ask for somebody, you tell them to go away. You're at the wrong place. The next thing you know, they're back. 
they're all wearing masks. It's not. It, mm. it, it, it's inherently creepy to think, yeah. and and the way they do it, it's scary because it's close to home. Yeah, like, the the whole Michael Myers being a phenomenon because it was like terror in the home and all this sort of stuff, but yeah. it was still way out there. Yeah. Whereas this one's kind of like a little bit too close to home. Like yeah. it's just normal people with the mask. Well, normal in you know, mm. yeah. with the masks on that are talking to you and stuff like that. It's not just a faceless killer in that sense. Yeah. They do look like that. You never see their faces, but they're talking, they're, yeah. you know, so... Sounds better, than, sounds better than the second one. The second <laughs> one, they don't talk until one of them's been shot with a shotgun. Yeah. Right. Don't hear anything that they say. Right. They well, talk. I forgot that they, that they spoke at all. Yeah. I just remember being got, knocked on the door and then that was it. And she's the, yeah, yeah. the girl firstly says she's unscrewed the light bulb and you can't see that she's got the mask on. Yeah, she's just a camera there. Tamra there. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually think one of the stronger points of the film is actually the fact that the two main characters, there's a tension and a, and a there's a situation between them that yeah. also well, creates that- further angst to that what's going on opening 15 to 20 I'm like are you interested in what's going on yeah like when they're br- breaking down the backstory of that he's proposed to her and she says she's not ready and there's kind of this tension when they get back to the house and he's laid out all the rose petals but it's like uh, yeah didn't kind of work that. out like that's they're kind of hesitant around each other injury. Yeah, uh, yeah so that works really well but it doesn't I mean they kind of leave it there unfortunately it doesn't really go anywhere beyond that point, but it did open up with, as you said, a bit of tension between them as well as what was going on around them. Yeah, it just added that little extra to yep. what was what what was about to happen. Hmm. Makes them also perhaps question each other on what are we going to do. What do you reckon, Maddie? Was that uh, yeah. good? Jeez, <laughs> Maddie, you're awfully quiet on this. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, I really like the. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I'm out. <laughs> I actually really like the idea of the record player and the music. Yeah, the music was good. It really sort of added that little because it sounds really tinny, mm. you know. And and they've got those old songs playing, but the house is empty except for her. And when the spe- record, especially when it's jumping, it starts skipping. Yeah. Um, and she's upstairs, and you can hear it going and just playing. And you're thinking, is this? So someone's down there. So did someone take that off? Did someone, mm. you know, bump the deliberately bump it? It sort of creates a really cool um, kind of atmosphere to it. I would say the direction is pretty good, pretty tight. Yeah, they they do. He does a lot of good things with nice sort of roaming camera work and doesn't cut the shit out of it, so you can't see what's going on. Yeah, look, he rings some. <clears throat> he rings attention out of what, looking back, is very bare bones. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot happening, and he manages to, to get the most out of it. Yeah. I actually really liked... I'd, I'd forgotten all about it, but the sequence where his mate finally turns up... Yeah. And, they like, I was just... The guy comes out behind him? Yeah, yeah. And then he walks down the hallway. Yeah. Bang, I'd, fucking, I'd forgotten about that totally. I thought that was cool, but I had a huge dislike to it. Yeah. Huge I, dislike. um I just I'd completely forgotten about it, so yeah. it took me by it took me by surprise again, even though I'd seen it. And in um, fact, the film probably could have done with a couple of extra characters coming back to the house mm. to 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 add that 
couple of deaths. Mix, it, mix things up a little bit more. You know, just to add that and would have stretched it out again a bit yeah. further and given you a little bit more of more things were happening. Because I found that, not to jump into dislikes, they tended to fall back on the old... Someone's behind you, and then you turn and around, they're gone. Yeah, yeah, And they fell and they back did. on that a hell of a lot. Sounds like the real fear in this would be the waiting when you're not sure what's going to happen. That would be where the real terror would be. Mm. Yeah. And you could milk some milk some mileage out of that. Yeah, and it's, it's like, it's that's pretty much what it is. Like, you know that there's two of them in there. You get the three people outside. Eventually, you know there's three, the, the other three people. And as Adam said... Sometimes you see them in the background and then they go and it doesn't, nothing happens beyond that. So you're, as you said, you, you kind of like, the, the fact that nothing happens is where it ramps up because you know that the, the threat's still there and that this person's still in the line of fire, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, but I felt that they, they went to it too often. Yeah. And that the reason is I think they were desperately trying to get to 80 minutes. Yeah. Because... Because it didn't sustain it. Like, yeah, because the, the, the story was super thin after that first 15 to 20. It just, you know. You guys better not watch the sequel then. Because there is a... I own the sequel. <laughs> there is a fantastic shot where Liv Tyler's having a cigarette and in the background you just see the bloke with the Hessian mask just appear in the darkness and he's just standing there. And mm. he's there for a good minute, you know. The yep. shot doesn't move. She moves around in the shot. She's in the kitchen. She smokes a bit and goes, puts a cup in the sink mm. and everything. And that whole time, he's just there. That's it. And you would notice, watching would you? And he's watching it. And she, she, we, you know she's there, but she doesn't. Mm. And then he just disappears into the background again. Mm. And those things were really creepy. They, re- they used that a couple of times really well. I don't know about you, but when someone's knocking on that door... <laughs> Like the third time banging hard, I'm, I'm, I am yeah. getting a weapon. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm finding anything. I can blankets, pillows. I'm taping things around myself. I'm getting a bat <laughs> and a stick. I'm You've thought about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing everything. I'm standing there. Come on, in. let's do this. <laughs> Come um, on. The knife block. The knife block needs to be moved. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I'm cleaning out the knife block. I've got it all in hand. <laughs> she actually makes smart, appropriate decisions for a period there. Mm. She tries to... She goes to get a mobile. It looks like it's running out of battery. She plugs it in. She gets the landline. She rings him and says, look, the, the girl's returned. Mm. And she's asking for the same person. And he, you know, she kind of gets an ETA. When will you be back? Then when things start to ramp up a bit, she goes and gets a knife... Yeah. And she goes upstairs to kind of, you know, separate herself from there. So she actually makes some some normal sort of decisions that you would think you would make, even under the pressure that this would be applying to you. Mm. So I like that. I actually found that, you know, it wasn't slasher movie sort of trope of do the dumbest possible thing you can. Yeah, run upstairs to get killed, when there's you know? three people downstairs, yeah. Mm. So I appreciated that. A little bit of effort had gone into that. Yep. My very last one was um, basically the only iconic part of the movie for me is the the line, the, why are you doing this yeah. to us? Because, because you were home. home. Um, that's the only oh. really kind of iconic, chilling moment of the whole thing. That that's the, the second one. Why are you doing this to us? Why we not? don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's like, why not? 
Yeah. Oh god, that sucks. <laughs> my my other. <laughs> you really, you really. <laughs> You could you should have been soaring with the eagles and you were fucking mingling with the turkeys. <laughs> all over. Yeah, turkeys right. <laughs> um, my only other sequence that I thought was really good was the bit where he actually goes to the car, and one of them reaches mm. out and touches his neck. Yeah, yeah. And then runs right. off like she's right there, you know. And I thought that was a really cool bit because once again, for a second when you see the hand come out, you think it's going to be Liv Tyler. Yeah. You know, grabbing him by the mm. shoulder. And, you know, classic jump scare from the slasher films. You know. Jason might be there, but no, it's just your idiot, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's just fucking crazy, Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I, I that's pretty much it for me. Yep. And look, it's for a while there, for about forty minutes, it's pretty tense. Yeah. Across the board. Yep. Um, and it works well for those forty minutes. I'm not a fan of the opening voiceover. He sounds like the guy out of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's surely a plus, though. Oh, it's based on a true story. <laughs> if you've seen this person. <laughs> no, but the other thing for me is, why not just say, open with a line of, uh, based on possible event or, or on, on a previous event or whatever, inspired by true events, mm. and leave it there. We didn't need yeah, the rest. Yeah, we didn't need the voiceover. The voiceover and the stuff about, oh, a violent crime is committed every... That automatically gives it 90% more credibility if you yeah, add that yeah. one line. Even though right? it's, you know, it's very tenuous link to the real event. Or... But people get... People are in on that. You know, yeah. when you see Inspired by True Events, the first thing you're thinking is, so what was the event? Mm. So you start looking it up after the movie's over, you know. Yeah. It's sort of like what you were saying. Because the concept's, like, really straightforward and it's contained and... They made the decision not to go with any backstory for the the, the strangers, yeah. Which was the right call, yeah. I think. But the flip side is, there's parts where you just want a little more to be happening. Yes. Especially because we kind of abandoned whatever was going on between Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman, who, by the way, I should have probably put them both in my likes because yeah, I thought they were they were both pretty good. But yeah, you just kind of want something more to happen at a couple of points. Mm. You're just thinking. As you said, we've done this same thing a couple of times now. It's How becoming old hat. Up a little bit. Yeah, like it's and becoming old hat. And in an 80-minute movie, like, that suggests your movie's 80 minutes. I watched the extended cut. It was 84 minutes. Mm. So when, that's, when your movie's 84 minutes and you're probably short on story to carry it that far, yeah. it's probably, probably a bit of an issue. Agreed. The other, the other one I had was... I mentioned how I like the look of it, mm. but there's a couple of points where they go outside where you cannot see a thing. Mm. Like, it's really a struggle to see what is actually going on in a couple of points there. And I just, is that a decision they made on purpose or is it just bad luck? I think they did, but it's just a pet hate of mine. I'm like, you've got to show us what's It's got to be something. I've got to be able to exactly see the person in the screen. There was yeah. one part I remember was when Liv Tyler was running, and I think it was a conscious choice because... It was supposed to show that she couldn't show, she couldn't see where she was going. Yeah. But if I can't see what she's actually doing, then does it matter if she can see where she's going? She's no, it was you were seeing you were seeing shots of her and from behind her and from the side, and you could mix it up, couldn't you? Yeah, first person. And I think you got to see, you got to be able to see something. Yeah. Like it was just a, just a <laughs> murky kind run of run straight into a wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my two biggest gripes. I didn't have a lot of dislikes here, but I felt these two things didn't work. I felt Mike turning up was just too convenient. You know, he turns up, 
He wanders into the house. It is you. You that you can guarantee you something has happened. Yeah, but so he, you walk he in. His windscreen had been shattered. Yeah, no. But you walk in. You don't say a word, and you walk into a shotgun shell. Yeah. Like, are you sure you're not yelling out? Are you there? You What's going on? Something. Yeah. I didn't think it was too convenient that he turned up because obviously they made the phone call. They made the phone call. Yeah. Set that up. But, but yeah, you're right. It just you, felt you so yourself. stupid. You announce yourself. You see the place. I'll bang on the door, going. Fucking me windscreen's just been shattered. Get out of here and give us a hand. <laughs> and then as soon as I open the door, I notice things are all over the floor and there's, you know, something's wrong. Yeah. So you're yelling out. But he doesn't need to dawdle. He wanders up and then walks through the door. And gets yeah. his fucking head blown See, that's off. the thing. I guess it was a catch-22, right? Because if he wasn't going in the way that he was doing it, yeah. there goes the shock that I've... I suffered for the second time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because if he's seeing it out, then that doesn't happen. So it's a little bit of that's where the convenience comes in. Yeah. He just wanders in. We but have then to, he has to be quiet. It takes away the effectiveness of the. Yeah. yeah. But my biggest gripe was once we get to that particular sequence where it shoots him, and I understand you just killed your mate or your brother or whatever it was, but. The bottom line is there are still three people out there who, yeah. are, who want to kill you. And you've still and you're got more carrying, shells, don't you? Yeah. you got a whole pocket full of shells. You hole up in the bedroom and wait for daylight. Yeah. You make them come to you. Yeah, you say yeah. we've you got a door You desperately want inside. to kill them, you come here. Yeah. And you wear a shotgun shell if you're that keen. Mm-hmm. Now, come daylight, you've got a better chance of making a break for it and flagging down a vehicle. Mm. Right? That's a smart move. Of course, that doesn't fix... Your movie doesn't go anywhere if you do that. So, but you don't have Scott Speedman go, oh, there's a um, there's a radio in the garage. I'll go. You stay here. I'm he saying, disappears. Who's still using that thing? Yeah. No one. <laughs> well, what? What, are we driving trucks? Oh, we might get on the bloody Dennis Quaid in 1962. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting in touch with anyone else. <laughs> but he, he does to Harry Holt. He takes the gun with him. And then she stupidly runs out there, yeah. a darkened forest, no shoes on, falls over like an idiot, mm-hmm. hurts herself. Like and then comes they start back in. Ma- they start making these ridiculous decisions, and I but feel doesn't she a- when she gets outside, she cr- crawls along the ground. But like at a- one point, doesn't she see all three of them? She knows where all three of them are. I think when so. She's outside. Yeah. If I know that, look, I'm not the fastest runner in the world. But if I can see you and I've got 30 metres head start, I'm flying, mate. You're going to have to run a sub three minute K for the first one to catch me. You will catch up with me, though. You your K can sag a little bit, but if you don't have the cardio to go a sub three on the first one, I'm clear. The problem is my cardio is lacking, mate. I'm going to be caught. I'm K here to just be flying. one. You only need one that you know, you just, you just punch that out and then the second the second kilometre can be seven minutes and kill Because my thinking is you have the upper hand. You've got the shotgun. Yeah. So That's the biggest problem. So I to think. me they you're, had, you're calling them out. They Come on the, in. They had the plan, they made the mistake, but then you're quickly saying, We're really fucked up there. Close the door. Barricade it. But we're still we're still got still got trouble. Still got the shotgun, we've still got people here. Barricade ourselves into one of the rooms that's got one exit and one entry. Mm -hmm. So you you gotta come to me and if you're that keen, look, honestly, 
If you're firing shotguns, shells it. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, 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 that's right. If I'm if I'm one of the strangers, I'm running a sub three minute K again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, look, I'm looting the place. That's Roll the cash and He's in a suit. I've definitely got him covered for the one K. Yeah, because <laughs> let's face it, he's he would have been wearing high waist. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one of those tear off suits. He's got his he's got his skins under the skins. He's going to be chafing like you wouldn't believe after the first five hundred. He's going to be stuffed. He's probably wearing he is wearing, you know, business shoes. Yeah, like You're not getting four minute K's yeah, that that's sort of right. stuff. They did seem to have every angle covered, but I doubt he's got the skins on. I don't think he's got his skins on underneath. I think he's got the plain old Rio bloody, you know, seven day pack. And he's gonna be they're gonna be cutting him in half by the time he tries to break into a break into a stride. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, that 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 stuff just it it was it's kind of feels lazy and it, it feels kind of like you you're doing it to advance the plot only. Yeah. Whereas there were still options. Mm. You could have tried to you know they could have tried to burn them out. You know something like that. that well, gets that's where it probably mood. would have been more interesting. The cat and mouse game, like you said, if they if they hole up and then the strangers have to do something else to get them out yeah like they did when they started smoking the fireplace early yes, yes. and things like that you know so I feel a little bit more effort there to think about what what the requirements and what most normal people would do mm. right yeah other than us three who seem to want to just break into a 400, <laughs> a 400 pace and get out of there. Hey, mate, I'm so oh. sticking with it. If you've got, if you got a minute, the you've whole, got, the, you've whole. Got the cardio to run the, run the first K, you... Yeah, but what happens if they get in the truck? Well, I go off-road. <laughs> I go into the bushes. <laughs> and yeah, the thing you. is, the I'm thing is, I've got right? a pair of Solomon hiking boots. I'm getting right. through there. I've got the trail shoes on, mate. <laughs> They've got to be more prepared than that. <laughs> uh, was there any other dislikes for you? No, that was pretty much Other it, than what mate. I said before about the whole overuse. I had the same, I basically had the same ones as you. Someone's up behind me, right on making. my hammer, then I turn around, they're gone. Yeah. I've got more dislikes about the second one. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> here thinking about it. So lazy. We it's must, so we lazy. We must cover it just to, make, just to make it that you didn't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is The Strangers and a small section of The Strangers uh, Pray at Night. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. And Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Feel free to post your 1K time trial. Let us know if you want to do the second one so that I don't waste my time. Uh, as, as part of this episode, it's a requirement for all listeners to crack out a 1K and post the times on uh, online so we can and see who we'll we'd be happy to run with. We'll decide if you escape the strangers or not. <laughs> Uh, our next episode, we've gone with a, a, a bit of a highbrow action picture with, uh, or action thriller, I'd call it, be The Fugitive from 1993. Mm. So Harrison had the right idea. He cracked out a couple of Ks at, at yeah. a good pace and yes. that's free and clear. Yeah, but I mean, he, he had a bit of a snooze <laughs> in the bloody leaves at one point. I thought he was he was cutting it fine there. Uh, until that episode, though, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Ha, 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 ha.
Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.